Well, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy, and I get to bring you this show each and every week with a mix of some great music, some little God spots and inputs from people from the Catholic world that are contributing to this amazing thing, which is uh, Christian radio, this ministry of Christian radio right around Australia. And this show goes out to many, many radio stations from east to west and north to south. And also lots of people get it each and every week as a podcast for those that aren't in broadcast regions. That's uh, that's worth knowing about. And also you might be in a region where you, you can't listen to it every single week, but um, you want to still hear the show. Well, we'd love to get it to you. Just go to jcr.org.au. But in the main, people are listening in through this wonderful network of Christian radio stations that are right around Australia. It's a show all about faith and hope and love and life. It's to encourage people and to equip them in the journey of discipleship, drawing closer and closer to, to Christ. And we've got some wonderful inputs from our presenters this week to help you do just that. A few short weeks away from the start of Lent with Ash Wednesday. And in the midst of that, we're moving through some wonderful scripture readings in our schedule of readings for the year and schedule of readings for Sundays this week. A lot of our content is focused around those themes and the, and the gospel reflection in particular today is coming from a wonderful guy, Father Daniel Serratore. He's from down in Victoria. He's a, a priest in the Missionaries of God's Love and what incredible work they are doing right around the country. They're in parishes, they're involved in great missionary outreaches. They're connected very strongly with the Disciples of Jesus, Covenant Community, who themselves do great works with things like YMT and Light to the Nations, summer schools of evangelization, huge impact they've had on the church over the course of the last 40 years or so, and the missionaries of God's love are an offshoot and have grown out of that with Father Ken Barker. Well, today you're going to hear from one of their young priests, Father Daniel. You'll also be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott, of course. She's going to be inviting us to surrender this week. Father Tony Percy, in his segment, The Word, is inviting us to consider the foretaste of the resurrection a resurrection that, that awaits all those who are born anew in Christ. Great to have Trish McCarthy on the show this week too. She's asking us to remember how important it is, particularly when you might be doing it a bit tough, just to, to stop and spend time remembering what God has done for us. And he's done for you in particular, answered prayers, the way you've been led and nurtured in faith. And finally, we've got the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. He's from down in the Bathurst Diocese, and he's got a reflection for us today and something we can learn from country shows. They're a bit of a feature leading into the Royal Easter show. All these country towns have their own shows and he says we've got a lot to learn from the way they run, the way they encourage, the way they affirm. And so he's going to point to that for faith communities around what we can learn from some of the simple but powerful human interactions that occur in that sort of a space. So lots and lots to get through as you can hear. To kick us off, though, we're going to hear the gospel for this week. It's Max Norden going to read that for us. Max is our sound editor and producer. I can see he's picked out some great music for us again this week. But he's going to read for us now Mark 1, 29 to 39, the story of Jesus casting out demons and cured many who were suffering from diseases. And then Father Daniel is going to invite us to come out of our comfort zone. He's got a bit of a challenge for us in the midst of that as he breaks up in this week's gospel. After Father Daniel, we're going to hear some great music from Housefires. You are my peace. And after the break, of course, as she always does, Mother Hilda Scott. She's got a great piece for us this week on surrender. Lots to get through. We better get into it, huh? Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us on the journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, 
Jesus went with James and John straight to the house of Simon and Andrew. Now Simon's mother-in-law had gone to bed with fever and they told him about her straight away. He went to her, took her by the hand and helped her up. And the fever left her and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were possessed by devils. The whole town came crowding round the door and he cured many who were suffering from diseases of one kind or another. He also cast out many devils, but he would not allow them to speak because they knew who he was. In the morning, long before dawn, he got up and left the house and went off to a lonely place and prayed there. Simon and his companions set out in search of him, and when they found him, they said, Everybody is looking for you. He answered, Let us go elsewhere, to the neighbouring country towns, so that I can preach there too, because that is why I came. And he went all through Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out devils. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Daniel Serratore. In baptism, we receive a very special grace. Firstly, it's a grace to share in the identity of Jesus as sons and daughters of God. But it's also a grace so that we can share in the mission of Jesus. In baptism, we are anointed to carry on the ministry of Jesus, firstly as a priest, someone who sacrifices and and, and prays on behalf of others, Uh, a prophet, uh, someone who speaks God's word, and a king, a servant, someone who leads others through service. It's important that we recognise that this is not an optional extra. It's through embracing our mission the mission that Jesus has given us, that we enter most deeply in union with our Creator and we allow God to lead us into the fullness of life. In our Gospel today, Jesus shows us something of what it means to live out His mission in our lives. The first thing that we see is that Jesus' mission flowed out of His union with the Father. That's why we hear about Him praying today. That's why He prayed so often. His prayer was a way of of seeking out the mind and the heart of the Father. The same is true for us. It's only by growing in our union with Jesus that we find the heart and, and the energy and the generosity to live out the mission that God is calling us to. You see, the mission is not ours. It's God. Our invitation that that God extends to us is to share in his mission, to be his instruments in the world. Today on this Word of God Sunday, we are reminded that this union with God, which is so essential as the source of our mission, is found in a particular way when we reflect on his Word. The second thing we notice today is that the mission of Jesus often took him out of his comfort zone. See, Jesus was already successful in his ministry. He was teaching and healing and many people were following him. It would have been much easier for him just to maintain the status quo, stick around where he was, kept doing what he was doing. But but no, we hear today that after his time in prayer, he knew it was time to move on. 
He said, we need to go to other places so others can benefit from our ministry too. You see, his love and his obedience won out over his desire for comfort and security. It is, of course, quite natural. It's quite common for us to, to seek comfort and security. But if we are really deepening in our union with Christ, we will inevitably be called out of our comfort zone. Maybe God will invite us to engage with people that we wouldn't normally engage with. Maybe God will encourage us to, to be a little bit more open, a little bit more uh, brave in sharing our faith with others. Maybe God will call us to be more generous in sharing our resources, our time. Whatever it is, the promise is that as we give ourselves to the mission of Jesus, even though it's, it might be scary, it might be uncomfortable, it might require sacrifice, whenever we are obedient, whenever we do offer ourselves as vessels for God, it is ultimately what will enable us to live our fullest lives. So today you might in prayer ask God, Lord, what, what is one way that you are inviting me out of my comfort zone so that I might more fully live out the mission that you are calling me to live. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Listening to the journey, music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Last week, I spoke a little about surrender slash abandonment. I want to add something further using those words interchangeably this morning. Some of us have definite ideas about what we want to surrender to God. We can surrender our families asking him to make up for any shortcomings we find in our own care of them. We can surrender our dreams, rightly believing that he has the greater plan of love and will always bring about what is best, no matter how it looks. But I learnt something else recently. I learnt that we can even surrender our sin, especially those past ones that seem to plague us. We can abandon those rotten actions that alienate us from others. You know, that snappy, sarcastic word, that loss of temper, that remark that you wish had never left your mouth, that action you so deeply regret, even the thought that's passed through your head. It's possible to say to God, I even surrendered that remark to you, that sin that chases me around. I surrender it to you. Do with it what you will, and whatever you may do, I thank you. And do you know what will happen? Let me tell you. You will see God bring the incomprehensible out of the impossible. You will actually feel God taking over your life, and you won't want it any other way. You'll find yourself making decisions totally in accord with the gracious Spirit of God. You'll find yourself tipped off about the ordinary. Little things like you'll have an overwhelming sense that that letter you've written should not be sent, or a person will come to mind and you won't be able to shake it until you make contact and then you'll discover that the contact was exactly what was needed. And even when things you do with the best will in the world end up exploding in your face and you surrender it, you'll be amazed at the peace and the calm that will be yours. The more you surrender to God, the more he will give to you. You will be in awe at what it does for your general happiness and the quality of love in your life. Go on, start today. There is nothing, nothing, nothing that you cannot surrender to God. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. Wisdom from the Abbey is her segment, much-loved segment too. We've had a lot of feedback over the years about how much people just love hearing from Mother Hilda Scott each and every week. And this was part two in her Surrender series, which invites us to, to surrender ourselves to God, especially our, our past sins, our past mistakes, stuff that we'd never wish we'd done. And just be overwhelmed by the peace and calm that comes from this surrendering into God's mercy. If you missed last week's input from Mother Hilda Scott and you want to listen to that too or any of the stuff we've done this week or in past shows, just go to jcr.org.au, scroll down the page and you'll, you'll see a little picture of Mother Hilda and Father Tony Percy and whoever else was on our long list of presenters now and you can click on their past inputs. That's all there, ready for you to access. It's all free and we hope that you do. You might like to pass it on to someone else, particularly if you've heard something you think, I need to send that to one of my friends, maybe a family member, who would really be built up and affirmed from what they've heard there. After the break, we've got Father Tony Percy. He's from down Queenbeyan Way. He's uh, part of the Archdiocese of Canberra-Goldwyn. His segment, The Word, is based on a blog that he does. 
really encourage you to check that out. He, he writes really pithily, really succinctly in about a 200-word piece each and every week. Today he's going to talk to us about the foretaste of the resurrection. Not before some great music, though. We've got All Sons and Daughters right now for your glory and my good. And after the break, a bit of Reuben Morgan, My Redeemer Lives, and then it'll be straight into Father Tony Percy. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Father Tony Percy. It's the uh, fifth Sunday of the year, and some people, some of the commentators, the the really good commentators, are saying that what we have here in this particular section in chapter one of Mark's gospel is a really a wonderful summary of the ministry of Christ. That is, his uh, his preaching, and then his healing his exorcisms and his life of prayer. So you check it out yourself. I'm going to focus here just very briefly for you on the healing of 
St. Peter's mother-in-law and the relationship it has with the resurrection. This may come or may sound a little bit strange or odd as you first hear it, but I think as I just make a few points about this particular scene, you will agree. We, we all know that we have five senses. Some people, of course, struggle and lose one of their senses, their ability to smell or taste. But we all have these five wonderful senses and they are, are all symbolic in one way or another. For instance, uh, we know that smell is symbolic of curiosity. You know, what are you doing sniffing around here? And we know that taste is symbolic of desire. That's a very strong one in the Psalms. The taste and see that the Lord is good. And you can go through the other senses as you like and see how they are. They're symbolic. That is, the word symbol means to, it's a Greek word, beautiful word, meaning to throw together. Bolain means to throw and sim means to throw together. So we as human beings are, are thrown together with our invisible and visible reality. And the, the, the five senses are exactly that. They're, they're in and of themselves important, but they're also symbolic precisely because we are visible and invisible beings. Which one is the, the most important? Well, touch is the most essential, obviously. Uh, without it, we couldn't drive a car, we couldn't hold a fork, and we couldn't walk. And you go through the list. If we lose the sense of touch, we're in a lot of trouble. Uh, now, in addition, and most importantly, touch is symbolic of love. I mean, who greets their loved ones by standing at a distance, standing on the, the footpath and watching people go by? No, we, we embrace each other. We touch each other. And that's often much a clearer form of communication than saying anything, really, is the touch, the, the holding and the, the hugging. That's what we do with our loved ones. So touch is the most essential, but it's the most symbolic of love. Now, the Gospels are replete with Jesus touching and then healing people. So in our Gospel today, in Mark 1, we have Jesus approaches, grasps the hand of Peter's mother-in-law, and then raises her up, raises her up. Now, we should take note of this very intimate connection between touch and love, since the ultimate touch is by the Eternal Father. Now, commenting on this in her wonderful commentary on the Gospel of Mark, I would encourage you to, to get hold of this commentary. It's a commentary simply entitled The Gospel of Mark. It's by Mary Healy, a wonderful theologian, wonderful biblical scholar. She says this, this woman's recovery, that is Peter's mother-in-law, this woman's recovery from illness is a foreshadowing of the resurrection on the last day. Now remember the text said Jesus approached her, took her by the hand and raised her up. So when we come to the resurrection of Jesus, we are told explicitly by all of the gospel writers and particularly by St. Paul in his letters, we're told explicitly that the Father raises Jesus from the clutches of death and deterioration. The Father reaches into the tomb and raises him from the dead. He doesn't do it on his own power. Now that word, that word that's used to describe Christ's resurrection, that's the exact word that's used here by Mark in chapter 1. Jesus approaches, grasps her hand, and raises her up. That's, a, that's an intimation of the resurrection. So Mark is direct, directly linking the healing of this woman to the resurrection of Christ. So the question becomes, and we will finish with this, the question becomes, can we identify moments in our life when we've had healing? 
spiritual of the soul. So we're, we're spirit, soul and body. So healings of the spirit, the soul and the body. Can we identify these healings? And then furthermore, can we now see that they are in fact a foretaste of the resurrection of Christ? They're a sharing in the resurrection of Christ at the time. We have the healing, but also a foretaste of the resurrection. This is really a fabulous passage we have in Mark 1 for Sunday. Thanks so much to Father Tony Percy there. Some great insights into a particular healing that uh, that Jesus did with St. Peter's mother-in-law. And Father Tony points to how this healing gives us a pointer to and is an indicator of the, the foretaste of the resurrection that we can all look forward to with Jesus raising us up as well. That is our hope. That is our joy. That is our confidence. It's that deep faith and trust in the resurrection that gives us the the opportunity to live boldly in our lives and live boldly for Christ. So thanks to Father Tony there. After the break, I've got something else that I hope really encourages you, spurs you on, and it's Trish McCarthy talking to us about the importance of remembering. But first, here's some Wren Collective, the song Resurrection Day. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Hope you're enjoying today's show. It's great to be with you on the journey.
Love and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Do this in memory of me. These are powerful words spoken by Jesus at the Last Supper. We are reminded of Jesus' living presence in our lives. I've found that much of my life is directed towards remembering what God has done for me. Being reminded of where I've come from and where I'm on a journey to eternal life with Jesus. I've also found that most people don't need to be told what to do, they just need to be reminded of the little things. Who they are, where they've come from, what their goal or their purpose is. For kids, what the expectations or guidelines are. The little achievements or victories or challenges that have shaped each person. That they are capable and lovable. Reminded of what we know within to be true, good and beautiful and be redirected back to that path. Some of our fear, our insecurity, our struggles, come from forgetting that which is true, good and beautiful, written into our being and evident in our daily life. Take some time today to remember some of the things God has done in your life and celebrate it in some small way, helping to renew our mind. You might even like to extend this and send someone else a reminder today of something true, good and beautiful that they have brought into your world. Well, thanks so much to Trish McCarthy there. She's uh, she's doing big things these days at uh, Australian Catholic University. She's very involved in the formation of, of students and chaplains and, and in that whole chaplaincy program across the, the various universities around Australia. She used to work for us here in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. We miss her, but she's certainly responding to the Spirit and using her gifts and talents for uh, the building up of the Kingdom of God in new ways now. And she's invited us today, reminded us of the importance of... Remembering, remembering what God has done for me, where we've come from, prayers that are answered, particularly when things were tough and things were feeling hopelessly lost. After the break, we're going to be hearing from the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. He's going to talk to us about country shows. He knows a little bit about them. He's from the Bush himself, down Bathurst Way. A bit more music first up, though. Here's Mandissa and John Reddick. You keep hope alive. And after the break, the Bush Deacon is going to round out the show for us. Faith, hope, love and life. We're getting near the end. We're so glad you joined us this week on The Journey. Days may be darkest, but your light is greater. You light our way, God, you light our way. When evil is right, Yo 
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. And now here's the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. Out my part of the world, it's a bit of a season of shows. In Australia, we have a rough understanding what a country show is. It's entered into the lexicon. It's also entered into clearly into popular culture. We see it often in movies. The image and the experience of people going to the little country show. They see those moments where the whole community, maybe it's only a couple of hundred people, but they come together. They showcase what's good about their local area. They work together to man stalls, to fundraise for different organisations within their community, to put together the best produce, the best animals, to see who is the one that is able to do something the best. It's a great moment that's positive. It showcases the good that is present within that experience, within that town, within that city. It's not always perfect, though. There's always moments where things don't go right. And you know what? Sometimes people don't agree on whose cake's the best or which animal should have won the best in show. There's times where things don't go right. But in a local area where I'm close by, recently someone well-known outside of that community has moved there. And it's been wonderful to see the welcome and the experience they've had as they've entered into that little community. They were actually invited to open the show, which is a significant thing, and to be someone that was there as a a bit of an MC. In that experience, they got to see the best of that community. The community coming together, experiencing the great happiness that they have in being united to try and bring together the show and to showcase their great local area. It made me think a little bit, though, of of ourselves. And if you're listening to this on Sunday, maybe you've just been at worship. Maybe you've just been at church. Or maybe if you're listening to this as the podcast, you haven't got there yet. But it made me think of how do we prepare to make sure that our experiences of worship are as good as they can be. Don't get me wrong. There's moments, of course, like the show where things don't go right and people may not be happy. But how do we ensure that those people that are being welcomed into our community for the first time, and even those that are coming back for the thousandth, how do we make sure that those people feel loved, have an experience of worship that lifts their hearts and brings them closer to God? How do we make sure the scripture and the sermon, the homily, are are representations of their life so that they can see how they can live out their life as a follower of Jesus Christ? How do we make sure the people are welcomed and known by name, are are greeted at the door and, and loved when things are challenging? For each of us, sometimes we bring the best of ourselves to certain moments and then other times when we're tired or worn out, we bring what's left over. We need to be aware that sometimes for us to welcome others in, we only bring what we've got and maybe that's the best. Maybe it's what we've got left over. But either way, it's a moment where we can allow others to encounter Jesus Christ anew. Country shows are a great way to see the best. Let's make sure that we're welcoming the best we can each time we gather to worship, no matter what church we're in and no matter what part of the world we're in too. Because Jesus Christ is the same today, yesterday and forever. We just need to make sure we proclaim him in a way that others can hear. What are we waiting for? Can't breathe, can't dance if we don't move our feet. 
song to finish the show off there for king and country what are we waiting for or indeed we've certainly been encouraged by all of our presenters this week to trust in the lord to be bold great to have deacon josh clayton there from bathurst way pointing to some of the things we can learn from the really wonderful country shows that we notice are on all over the place you ever driving through country towns you often see the sign of the date when their country shows are on and and how their place is a great welcome affirming the good work and the gifts and talents of others and we've a lot to learn from that in the context of our own faith and church environments too. Thank you to him. Thank you to Trish McCarthy. Great to have Father Tony Percy on the show, Mother Hilda Scott, of course, and Father Dan Serratore right at the top of the show too who broke open this week's gospel. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. We love bringing this stuff to you each and every week and, and thanks to the affirmation we get from so many of our listeners. Got some, some really wonderful feedback during the week from a few different sources and I can't tell you what an encouragement that is for us when we, we hear from people. Don't forget, you can drop us a line at jcr.org.au. 
You can all ch- also check out all the past shows that, uh, that we've got online there for you too. And sign up if you want to get it sent to you every week as a, as a podcast link. Again, we will be doing it all again next week. Hope you have a great week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.